Joe Biden continues to miss the point and be old, and Kamala Harris's, quote, leadership is not helping his administration at all. And when are these idiot Olympic athletes going to get it? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great week last week. I know I did. I, hey, went to the baseball game on Tuesday, then went to Las Vegas on Wednesday, then spent the weekend at my dad's house to celebrate my daughter's, um, my daughter's uh, birth. It was a baby shower that ended up being a swimming thing. It was a great week. Uh, I feel really refreshed and ready to go this week. So, um, just an FYI to hear how things are just going insane. I just heard this today. Well, apparently in the rotunda of the Capitol building, they've got a statue of Martin Luther King, and that statue is made of white marble and apparently people are now protesting that statue because it's made out of white marble now before you sit back and say well oh that's kind of bad uh just remember this the statue was put up under barack obama and barack obama actually approved the statue so i'm not exactly sure what everyone's pissy about uh i wouldn't care what marble it was you've got a statue made up of yourself in the middle of the rotunda, uh, you are considered one of the most, imp- such an important individual in American history that you now have your own statue in the Capitol building, but people get pissy about whatever. I, I don't know. But anyway, uh, we need, even though I was really going to sit back and try and get away from last week's news, I can't because last week's news was just absolutely insane so uh, crime has as you know crime has gone straight through the roof uh for the last year and a half and joe biden has finally decided he's gonna he's gonna answer the call to why there's so much crime and of course guns it's all about guns so now he's got a new quote crime prevention end quote program that will focus on guns. Now, mind you, this crime prevention program probably not really going to solve any crime, and we'll talk about why in a few minutes, but this is what it's going to ask for. Stronger background checks. Now, I don't know if you've ever bought a gun, but the background checks are actually already pretty strong. <laughs> I mean, they take seven days to get a, a handgun, a couple of days to, to carry a rifle out. You need at least uh, two forms of identification. You need to fill out forms and you sign uh, a a paper that you told the truth with the threat of perjury charge, federal perjury charges on you. Then, so I don't know how they're going to make the background check stronger. The only thing I think they want to do is create a national database, which I'm very much against the against I don't want the government knowing that I have a gun how many guns where those guns are where I purchased them anything like that I, I I think that is just that is asking to have your guns taken away again the banning of an assault rifle and I when I say assault rifles put air quotes always put air quotes around assault because 
no one really knows how to define an assault rifle. Anything can be an assault rifle. A hunting rifle can be considered an assault rifle. There's just no real definition. Again, he talks about those ghost guns. Now, what a ghost gun is, it's a homemade built gun, usually from a kit. Uh, They don't contain any uh, serial numbers. And they're untraceable. Now, the kicker with ghost guns is there aren't a lot of ghost guns out there. And I don't know of any attacks by, by ghost guns. Now, there are a lot of guns that have the usually owned by criminals who have the serial numbers erased. But very, I, I don't know of any, any ghost guns out there that have actually been involved in mass shootings or any type of shooting. Uh, ban- banning high-capacity magazines, again, um, and expanding community policing, whatever that means. I don't understand community policing. Does that mean they're going to do things like they're doing in Berkeley where suddenly we're not going to have any armed cops anymore and we're just going to have civilians pull people over and hope to God they the criminal doesn't have a gun? And, of course, Biden touted the same BS lines he's touted before. Um, as far as height assault rifles and high-capacity magazines, he said, talk to the most responsible, gu- quote, talk to most responsible gun owners. They'll tell you there's no possible justification for having 100 rounds in a magazine. And he brought that deer's not, deer not wearing Kevlar vests. It's just such a tired argument. And I said this before, you know, it's not really up to you to determine what I need. Whether I need a, quote, assault rifle, end quote. I don't think an assault rifle is actually a thing. And most AR-15s are actually used for defense. They're not used for killing deer. Because the AR-15 is actually a very easy use rifle to use and far more accurate than a handgun. But as far as the 100-round magazine thing, it's none of his damn business, White if I want a 100-round magazine and why I want a 100-round magazine. Then he said something really weird. Quote, Those who say the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to move against the government, if you think, if you, think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. What? End quote. Just what a weird thing to say. First off, that seems like an overt threat. Like, we have power over you. You do not have power over us. And is he really saying that he would use nuclear weapons against any type of revolt against a tyrannical government? He would use nuclear weapons against American citizens? Isn't him saying that he will suppress any revolt with nukes and F-15s a sign of tyranny? This guy, oh my God. And if you listen to him speak, because I don't have the actual audio, if you listen to him speak, it doesn't really sound like he meant to say what he said. I'm going to give him that because he was just mumbling and mumbling and mumbling. 
Then Biden continued, he said, we're not changing the Constitution, we're enforcing it. I'm not sure how taking guns away is enforcing the Constitution. Making it harder to get a gun is enforcing the Constitution. And one of the things, I forgot to mention this, is that he was going to push to find dealers who are illegally selling guns. Now, this is something that's really weird because dealers typically, their license are based on them following all government procedures when selling a gun. And gun dealers are not having any issues selling guns. So the question would be, well, why would they sell? Why would you, as a dealer, risk jail and the loss of your license and the loss of your business? Why would you willfully ignore the background check or the procedural checks to buy a gun? You wouldn't. I can't, I do not know any gun, uh, gun dealer that would violate the procedures because there's too much to lose. And this brings us to another thing with this gun dealership. Most of the guns are illegally owned, committed, used by criminals are illegally owned. Either they got it off the black market, they got it off the street, or they, um, or they uh, illegally, or they are already criminals, they are already felons and aren't allowed to own guns anyway. He doesn't talk about that. He only talks about how bad gun owners are. He doesn't talk about the criminals. He never talked about the criminals. Okay? And he doesn't point out that most of the uh, cities that are having the highest gun problem, having the highest crime problem, are Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, where they have already the highest regulations of gun ownership. I mean, to the point where these cities are actually overbearing when it comes to owning a gun. California wants to get rid of the right to buy ammo, for Christ's sake. Gun ownership in California requires you to actually modify guns so that your uh, magazines on an automatic weapon has less than seven, has less than seven shots. That uh, most automatic weapons have anywhere from 12 to 18 shots. So they are extremely overbearing when it comes to their gun laws. And it's not the gun manufacturers that are not the gun manufacturers or the gun dealers that are actually violating the law. So why are you attacking them? Another question that really just really gets me is what about Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden actually sat back and lied on his gun application, illegally obtained a gun, and then his gun was thrown out by his ex-girlfriend in a trash bin behind a school. What about, it, it? shouldn't he lead by example by prosecuting his own son? But of course, he'll never do that. He'll never do that. The NRA spokeswoman, uh, an NRA spokeswoman, Amy Hunter, told Fox News, quote, this is a political red herring aimed at hiding the real and abysmal failures of the Biden administration. Crime rates are high because of the efforts to defund the police and the failure to prosecute career criminals. 
the simple fact is strict enforcement of existing laws, including gun laws, coupled with support of law enforcement and prosecutors to do their jobs, would result in dramatic decrease in crime. But the president would rather play politics than make Americans, Americans safer. This is absolutely correct. As usual, the left is missing the target. Handcuffing and defunding the police, making crime legal, and releasing criminals has nothing to do with the spike of crime, spike in crime, according to the left. And that is goes that just defies logic. But no one misses the target more than Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who calls the crime increases hysteria. Listen to this. We are seeing these headlines about percentage increases. Now, I want to say that any amount of harm is unacceptable and too much. But I also want to make sure that this hysteria, you know, that this doesn't drive a hysteria and that we look at these numbers in context so that we can make responsible decisions about what to allocate um, in that context. I love this stuff. This is political jargon, political gobbledygook, and I'm going to use that term later on. What exactly does she mean by we need to look at these statistics in context? What context is that? Of course, she never explains it. I mean, I don't know. I'm looking and I see violent crime throughout the country is up 50%. I see Washington, D.C.'s, uh, Washington, D.C.'s carjacking is up 200%. New York City's violent crime murder rate is up 75%. Chicago is the same, but Chicago's one of the worst cities for violent crime and murder in the world, top 20 city. So what exact context are we talking about here? Yeah, this is coming from also coming from someone who lives in a secure, high-rent building and walks around with armed guards that she pays for. Talk about tone deaf. But she represents the leftist beliefs. She believes that we should be tearing down jails. Yeah, well, that's a good guy. Go for that. Go for that. We've got the 2022 election coming up. Um, it looks like her seat's going to be the one that's going to be eliminated. But go for that. Let's see how that works out for the Democrats. So that wasn't the only thing Joe Biden ran into some trouble for. Um, Joe Biden tried to pull a shell game move on the Republicans. Uh, dumbass Republicans such as Mitt Romney were fooled. Uh, and but. A lot of Democrats weren't fooled. A lot of Republicans weren't fooled. So here's what happened. Republican and Democrat senators got together uh, in a bipartisan fashion with Joe Biden on this new infrastructure bill. The deal would cost over $1.2 trillion. Now, I hate this. I hate this a lot. There are probably only $300 billion of infrastructure in the bill. Joe Biden wanted it to be between 2.4 and 4 trillion dollars. He got it cut basically in half. Uh, I I really don't think we need to be spending this money on infrastructure right now. We should be spending money on getting the economy going or here's something wild and crazy. No, not be spending money at all and just try and get the economy moving again. But Republicans squish Republicans 
just said basically, let's give it $1.2 trillion. Now, something, and a little FYI here, the chances of even that bipartisan bill passing is not good. It doesn't look like they're, they'd actually have enough they'd actually have enough votes in the Senate to get this through. So Joe Biden then said in an off-the-cuff interview, or uh, answering of a question, that he would not sign the agreed-upon deal unless they passed the partisan bill that would cost between 2 and $3 trillion. So basically what he's saying is, okay, we're going to take my $2.4 trillion, which is actually $4 trillion, and we're going to break it up into two bills, one bill at $1.2 trillion and the other bill at probably around uh, $3 trillion. Let's go $3 trillion on average. They say the bill could have cost $4 trillion. And so what he wanted to do is he wanted the larger bill, which has all his BS things that he wants for climate change and justice and all this crap. He wanted that bill put in front of the Senate first. And if that bill was not passed, then he would veto the infrastructure bill and blame Republicans. So the Republicans said, well, we're not doing that. And they said this uh, on Sunday, literally yesterday. We're not doing that. So you might as well just get rid of the other bill too. Now the White House is getting together and they're trying to, you know, do some damage control so they can save those bills. See, here's the thing. I don't understand why Republicans are even dealing with Joe Biden. He's not a moderate. He is not a moderate. They don't need to vote for this crap and waste money because Joe Biden is going to do whatever he can to get what he wants done in these next, I think, over the next year. And so you can't trust the guy. You can't trust his administration. They're not being upfront. They're not being transparent. So stop working with him. He wants to spend, I mean, he wants to spend $6 trillion on the budget for this year. He's insane. We can't afford any of this stuff. And stop trusting that he's going to do the right thing because he's not. Let the Democrats do what they want and stop supporting them. Or trying to think there can be some of this bipartisan crap. Joe Biden has already said more than once, He's not by he's not bipartisan. He's already said more than once he wants the filibuster gone so Republicans have no real say in Congress. Just don't vote for his bills. Let them waste all their shots at reconciliation because that's really the only way any of these bills can get passed. And reconciliation can only be used a certain amount of time. Let them take responsibility for their own mess. Let them take responsibility. Let the Democrats do what they want to do. And then when stuff goes to crap, we can they can take responsibility for why inflation is the way it is and we're in national debt and dying. Don't help them ruin the country. Let them ruin it on their own. And then let the, let the voters take care of their mess. I always like to say this. But president-to-be Kamala Harris, I don't think she's really going to be president-to-be because she is just jacking the Biden administration up left and right. I mean, this is almost a Keystone Cops thing with these Democrats. They are just terrible. And Kamala Harris is just god 
awful. I used to think Kamala Harris is probably running the country. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think some some critics basically are saying that Susan Rice is running the country. I'm beginning to b- believe that more and more. And if Susan Rice is running the country, that means Barack Obama is running the country. Because Kamala Harris is just looking absolutely terrible. So she decided to go to the border this weekend. Well, she decided to go to in the vicinity of the border this week. I'm actually in the vicinity of the border. So I guess I went to the border this weekend too. But it was, she, instead what she decided to do, and the reason she did this, by the way, was because, and of course they won't admit this, Donald Trump said, I'm going to the border. I'm going to take a look at what's going on down there. And you know, support the border patrol and all that. And then suddenly, two days later, Kamala Harris has decided to go visit the border, which she didn't. What she ended up doing is taking a plane to El Paso. Now, El Paso is a border city, but it's not right on the border. It's not actually it's not actually on the border like some of these small towns are. Um, she stopped at a border patrol facility and this facility didn't detain, have any held or detained illegal aliens. It didn't have any detained children. It was just border patrol people, uh, border patrol agents. So there was nothing really there. She never toured the actual border where people are running across and you can actually view what was going on. She just stopped at the border town. In a press conference right after her very short visit, I mean, her plane trip took longer than she actually stayed there. That's how much it was. She had like a two-hour visit, hour and a half visit, and then she held a press conference then she got on a plane and went to California. Okay. So the first thing she did is she blamed Trump administration for the entire border mess, which is just a complete, it's just complete crap. Uh, in October, September, there were 30,000 people, 30,000, uh, third, between 30 and 40,000 interactions between border patrol and illegal immigrants. Last month, 180,000 interactions between Border Patrol and illegal immigrants. 170,000 back in April. And they're looking at about 200,000 this month. Now, they talk about it's going to get hot, so you're going to see fewer. Don't be too sure. It's possible, but don't be too sure. It's going to go down below 100,000. 100,000 confrontations between Border Patrol and illegal immigrants. Then she said something really just asinine, and again, out of touch. And you can't say she was mistaken or she was taken out of context. It's just a flat-out lie. She said they're making progress. I, I don't know what progress they're making. And if the numbers do go down in June, which they're not going to, If the numbers do go down in June, July, and August, that's not progress. That's heat. People can't cross the border in this kind of heat. 
But what progress are they actually making? Well, we know what the progress is. They want illegal aliens in this country because they're trying to create a new vote, voter base. That's what they're actually trying to do. And she insisted, she actually yelled at a reporter that she's been to the border before. This is not the first time she's been to the border. Yes, it is. It is the first time she's been to the border as vice president. It is the first time she's been to the border since being appointed border czar. The last time she went to the border was when the media was bitching and moaning about Trump having an uncontrolled border crisis. And Jen Psaki, Jen Psaki, the media is getting really tired of this crap. Jen Psaki was asked by reporters why she did not go to where the actual crisis was happening. Why did she go to El Paso to a border a border facility that didn't hold any, detain any migrants, illegal aliens, excuse me. Why that didn't happen? And she gave some gobbledygook, I told you I'd use it again, about how the Trump administration had made this a mess. So I'm not really sure what she meant by it. It sounded like, well, she shouldn't have had to go to the border, but because of Trump, which was a weird, weird take. Okay, so let's call it what it is. She didn't go to the border because it would have been a terrible photo op. The kids in cages thing that the media blew up on during the Trump administration is actually happening now during the Biden administration. Children cross, illegally crossing the border without their families is up in the hundreds of percent. It's not even close. The media is also really getting impatient with the administration's response and lack of transparency on this border crisis. And they're beginning to hammer Jen Psaki and Kamala Harris when she decides to have a press conference on the border crisis. It's getting really ugly for them. I got to tell you, the 2022 elections just couldn't come fast enough because this is going to be something that is going to kill the Biden administration and the Democrats. But, hey, that's how it works, I guess. Let the Democrats fail. Republicans, stop helping them. Stop digging them out of their hole. I would love the Biden administration to succeed, but I already know that their stupid-ass policies will never succeed okay let's get to the last story and this one i really don't want to spend a lot of time on simply because it is really a story that's being just beaten down like crazy and when i get to the end you'll realize why i shouldn't even be talking about this at all i should be talking about merrick garland suing georgia over their voter law or something like that i'll talk about that tomorrow but i i do believe that nbc is going to take a bath on these Olympics in Tokyo. I think it's going to get really ugly. The woke thing of some of these athletes is really a turnoff. And I have a feeling the United States Olympic Committee and the International Olympic Committee may have to take some action to stem the tide of this wokeism and politically by athletes or they could lose a ton of money because here's the reality 
the Olympics depend on the United States because the United States are the ones that actually go out and watch the Olympics and pay money for the Olympics and things like that. But it's gotten so bizarre, it seems like um, people are just getting turned off. And Americans are not going to watch this crap. I'm not going to watch. I don't watch the Olympics. I haven't watched the Olympics since probably 88, maybe 92. So I, I got a feeling when it come, when the rubber hits the road, it's going to be about money. And I think that unless China watches a lot of the Olympics, which they may because they're going to have a lot of people. And then they they NBC will sell to China they're going to get they're going to take a bath in the United States that's what i'm saying okay so on saturday which was the last day of the US olympic trials in track took place the ladies for the hammer throw were on the podium getting their medals now every day at 5:30 p.m. eastern time i think they the uh, Olympic, the trials play the national anthem every day. It's been going on for two weeks. Every day they play the national anthem. So the athletes were getting their medals and the national anthem was about to be played. The first and second women place women turned, put their hands on their hearts, faced the flag, and listened to the national anthem. But the third place woman, a broad named Gwen Berry, put her hand on her hip, turned away from the flag. When the anth- And then she actually put a t-shirt on her head during the anthem that said, activist athlete. Later, when she was questioned, she said she was pissed off because she was, quote, blindsided by the national anthem being played while she was on the podium. Okay. I call BS. Right off the bat, I call BS. It's a lie. She's lying. She's not very smart, so it's not a shock she lied and thought people would believe her. One, the anthem played every day at the same time, no matter what was going on. It's in the schedule. Two, she had her t-shirt on the podium. This was a political correctness stunt. No one can deny that. Three, when she turned away, she coincidentally was looking straight at the camera. Later on Twitter, she was asked, later on Twitter, and you could say this is for, I don't know, she asked for people to donate to her track club so she could train without getting a job. This is clearly a planned publicity stunt. And it backfired. It back. She looked selfish, disrespectful, and spoiled. And she took a huge amount of crap for it on Twitter. And that's where her main podium is. Her main platform is Twitter. Instead of saying, listen, maybe I made a mistake. Um, maybe I shouldn't have done it here. She decided on Twitter to just double down to all of the negative reactions she had. And the negative reactions came from all sides, including liberals. So this is what she said on Twitter. These comments really show that, one, people in America rally 
patriotism over basic morality. And two, even after the murder of George Floyd and so many others, the commercial statements and phony sentiments regarding black lives were just a hoax. I don't know. Maybe I'm way off here. I, I think these people need to be kicked off the team. This was clearly a publicity stunt. Nothing more. Anyone who sits back and says this wasn't a publicity stunt is insane. I mean, she literally posted a tweet earlier saying, hey, can you donate money to her track club? She has it in the bio of her Twitter account. If you want to donate to me so that I can continue training, donate to my track club. I'm not going to say the track club's name because it's not going to be surprising to you. You can look her up if you want to do something stupid like donate to some spoiled brat's effort at not having a real job so she can compete. And I, I don't know. I, I thought it was really stupid. I think the media's response to this, especially on Fox News, is really not a good thing. I personally think we should just ignore her. We'll point it out. Yeah, this dumb broad decided to, to and I know, broad is sexist. I don't care. This dumb broad, yeah, okay, well, yeah, she did this and then move on. Don't make it a bigger story than it is because all she wants is attention. And by the way, how do we know she just wants attention? Who the hell knows who's competing in the frickin' hammer throw for women or men? I didn't even know the hammer throw was actually a legitimate track sport anymore because they I, they banned it in high school. They banned it in college because people kept getting killed. Hammer throw is when you take a, a, a string or a, a, a cable that's tied to a ball and you spin around and you throw it as far as you can. Well, though, sometimes they miss that. And it ends up landing on somebody's head. So it, it, hammer throw hasn't been a legitimate sport in high school and I don't know how long. I, I think when I was a kid, they banned the hammer throw. And I'm old. At colleges, I don't even know if they still do it. But I, I think the publicity, we just need to drop that publicity. Okay, so tomorrow, I already got tomorrow's podcast done. You can follow me on, oh, forget Twitter. I don't give a damn about Twitter. You don't, just forget Twitter. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. If you have any questions about what I've said or where I've gotten my facts, I've got all the links. I've got the video, any videos, audios, even pictures of tweets. They're there. I hope you enjoyed today. I hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And yes, I'm so relaxed with my vacation. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbass Talking.